Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. It is Friday Night Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Jose. I'm Brian. Hey, what's going on? Another Friday. What's going on, guys? What's up? Yeah, I'm here. Same technical issues every fucking week. <laughs> Some kind of issue, right? I said it catch me. It's always something. something. Yeah, Jose uh, is back, released from ICE's custody <laughs> after raiding the sex dungeon. I see they let you keep the fireplace, huh? Yep. I stuck in a new one. You stuck in a new one? Did you yep. did you sneak it in in your prison wallet? No. Oh. In my fanny pack. Your fanny pack? Yeah. Your flesh fanny pack? <laughs> Ew. Your prison wallet? <laughs> your prison knapsack? His coin purse. His coin purse. There you go. <laughs> Uh, keistered it. Looking Dude. as rapey as ever, Jose. Yes, sir. Yeah. Jesus. It's dark. It's so dark. <laughs> so uh, I love light in the back is weird. It's my fireplace. Yeah, it's his fireplace. I know, but it's just weird. Is that you mean the, the candle? The candle. Yeah. Yeah. I love fireplace. Same thing. You, you know that's a good idea. We we need to make little candles that you know look like fireplaces, miniature fireplaces. <laughs> we should all just start. You know, uh, broadcast are coming, you know, streaming with our lights off and candles in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Make it yeah, sexy. Fucking weird. A sexy podcast. <laughs> there you go. A sexy podcast. <laughs> Can make a sexy true crimes podcast. Oh Asmer. my God. I listened to that today. <laughs> Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. I Do knew that. He was my bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the um, Ted Bundy thing on Netflix? Not yet. It's pretty good. That's right up your alley. A little rapey, but right up your alley. It's weird. It's nothing out of your norm. But. <laughs> what we're what Kyle and I are referring to is that uh, Ron Burgundy came out with his own podcast today. The first episode dropped in iHeartRadio today, and it's it's my new favorite podcast. Well, I definitely jumped to number one on the trending list. Wow! Yeah, it's my new favorite podcast. It pretty much opens up with him drinking and eating an apple because he doesn't know it's recording. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's start taking calls, Uh, Ron. We can't take calls. Well, we're gonna personally record (laughs) every one of them and mail them to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's. it's, I mean, it was like fifty minutes. It's pretty funny though. It's worth. It's worth uh, listening to. (coughs) Yeah, you're gonna do on a regular basis every Thursday. Nice. I like how the first story he just says, yep, and they did their job. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Well, you got to get into a little bit more detail. Why? Everything went smooth. They did exactly what they were supposed to. They arrested him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like I like his witty banter between him and his uh, his producer. Caroline? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, li- I, like, I like when the... Uh, 
the doctor is in and he, she's talking about all the shit that he does to her. Oh yeah. Like you got a female doctor. No, hypothetically, hypothetically, what if your boss tried to throw a brick at you? <laughs> <laughs> and and then Ron's like, hypothetically, what if he wasn't sorry? <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's totally worth listening to. And at the end they go, they do the um like things that we screwed up. And it's pretty funny. How one of his how one of his uh, true crime stories is just a dream he wrote down in his dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. Yeah, I already can't wait for next week's. So, so how's everybody doing today? How's everybody's week? <clears throat> pretty good. Long and shitty. Yeah. It's real long and real shitty. Oh, you got to work tomorrow. Fuck. What happened to no more overtime? I was telling Kyle, they're fucking doing me dirty, man. They're fing- fingering out the ways. They're fingering out the ways, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I said that yeah, exactly, right? You know, doing me dirty. Fucking, you work somewhere and they, your boss doesn't like you, so they fucking make life fucking miserable. That's exactly what it is. They're fingering, fingering out the ways. Yeah. They're fingering them out. No. But at least uh, you know I, I you know grade my books through CGC. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so you just want to you just want to get rolling right into that, don't you, Brian? Uh, I just love the fact that we egged them on and uh, said, "Hey, CBCS, look at your Twitter feed for once in four months." Four months. <laughs> Try a year, yeah, or two years, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um. So I, I, it would be nice if that happened, but it's not going to happen. So it makes it makes it even better to continue to egg them on. Oh, I'm uh, I'm planning on it once a day. Yeah. Once a day. <laughs> hey, where yeah, where are you at? CBCS. Come yep. on. Once a day, same message. It's going to yeah. happen every morning, 10 a.m. Yeah. Soon we're going to be boiling rabbits in their kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, at some point they're going to answer us, right? Yeah, well, because when you go to their website and you click on like their main guy, it's like contact me, and it's got a Twitter button, and all it does is go to their fucking company Twitter feed, and then it just says still trying to migrate our server. Yeah, jeez, you think uh, they did it on purpose? Here, contact me. Let's go to the one place we haven't checked since May of seventeen. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> So I guess I'll I guess I'll give my CBCS update then, huh? Yes. Let's hear it. All right. So I got a message. I'll just start it from the beginning. So as everyone knows, I've been waiting since you know I sent my books off late April into May to get my uh to get a bunch of books created. I got a Spider-Man 300, I've got Avengers 194, Amazing Spider-Man 569. You know, some some pretty nice books. And uh, so I got a message on Wednesday. It says, uh, the rest of your books are done. Woohoo, that's oh. great. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. That, so I was like, but, but I didn't want to get my hopes up too high because I didn't know if it was they're done as in they've been graded but they have to sit for another four weeks in uh, 
in uh, double checking, you know, or they were being shipped out or, or what. So I said, they're being shipped out or they just finally encapsulated. And he can they responded back and he said it was shipped. They were shipped out. I was like, Oh, nice. He said, I can't wait to see those grades. He's like, I can give you the grades if you'd like. And I was like, fuck hell yeah let's do it this is it's just getting better and better so he said okay first the one you've been waiting for amazing spider-man 300 i was like he's like seven five and i was like oh so i guess pressing doesn't help then because that was the grade it was before oh that sucks and he said apparently sad face and i said did it even get pressed and then he said uh, of course it did. I sent it out with the others. He said, keep in mind, a press is not a guaranteed upgrade. Plus, CBCS is always harsher than the others. And he said, well, here are the greater notes. It says, spine stress breaks color. Few creases front and back. Color Cover breaks color. Few bends to cover. Surface wear, back cover, breaks color, okay? And I was like, what? Hold on. Let me see what it was like when it first got graded before you guys cracked it and I had it signed again and shipped off to be pressed. So these were the grader notes from when I originally graded it, uh, what, like two years ago. Spine stress breaks color. That's fine, okay. Small crease, bottom right corner breaks color. Ben crease in logo. That was it. So I was like, well, that's a lot more damage than it was before I gave it to you guys. And he said, I said, so according to the graders notes from before now, the book has more damage to it now than it was the first time I had it graded. So I, the second time I had it pressed and, and it was supposed to be, you know, he's like, or the grader was more harsh and he caught more. So that leads to my first thing that I want to talk about with grading. Brian's salivating over there. <laughs> so <laughs> what my, this, this is what mine is. So that this conversation right here proves that there is no standard for grading. It is how, and we've talked about it. We've all speculated. We've all said it has to be done on feeling. There's no way, but that proves right there that there is no guidelines for grading. At least, definitely not for CBCS. I mean, we all know it's that's to the point for most of the places, but CBCS for sure, we know that it's terrible. So what they have? They so I said it. It's either this then, either. The book got messed up in transport. The book got messed up while it was being pressed. The book got messed up while it was at CBCS. Or there's no grading standards. It's one of those four things. Which one is it? Well, it can't be the pressing and it can't be the way we shipped it because we shipped it nice. So you're trying to tell me that CBCS fucked it up? Oh, you're telling me that there's no grading standards. That's what you've got it down to. So it's either CBCS doesn't know how to take care of people's fucking books while they're there, or they have no grading standards. Which or one you're going to you're gonna get it back and it's not your book. Uh, you know what? Uh, I really didn't think 
that was the case. I, I know there's been rumors and people have talked about that happening, but I was like, no grading company would actually do that like on a regular basis. Right. And then uh, when they, when this shit keeps happening, you have to really say to yourself either. And I'm not saying the guy who facilitated did this because I really think he's a good dude. I just think that he's dealing with a shitty company. Um, I just, I don't want to say he's a bad dude, but w- one of the things is either uh, CBCS switched the book or somebody who the dude who pressed it switched the book and went, Oh, this is a nicer copy than mine. Here you go. Send it off. I I, I mean, I don't think there was a, uh, a book switch for the fact of that book is pretty unique. Todd McFarlane signed it in blue. Stan Lee signed it in a certain spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Michelin signed it in a certain spot. So it's, it's, it's more of a unique book. But you haven't gotten the book back yet. Like, uh, so emphasize that. So that's that was like when we were talking the other night, that's the first thing you got to look at, like we said, is the, the signature because it's in blue. If it's any other color, you know for a fact right then and there it's not your book. Yes. I mean, yeah, if it comes back and it says Todd McFarlane in green, that's not my fucking mm-hmm. book. But because I mean, that just... With the amount of time they've had, Who's not to say that they weren't like, ooh, Tom McFarlane's going to be here. Let's send it back to Phoenix and get him to sign it here. Or let's get a special signing with him. And, you know, someone else didn't get the book signed. You know, it, it, there's many things that could happen. That's a long stretch to go that far, but who's no, who knows, you know? So then my next question was, what are the grades of my other books? Okay, so I only have two books that were a basis of a comparison because all the other books I gave him were raw. So I had a Amazing Spider-Man 569 and Amazing Spider-Man 300 that were both graded. The Amazing Spider-Man 569 was graded at a 9.6. So he came back. He said that one was been graded at a 9.4. And I said, well, pressing didn't help that book at all then. It made it go down. He said, well, I don't understand. How would that have happened? Well, it went down. So either either you guys fucked it up in shipping or you guys fucked it up during pressing or they fucked it up while they had it. It's one of those three things because the book was a nine six before when they cracked it. They cracked it out of the case from a nine six. And you know what? You know, here's the the situation where they could definitely switch a book, though, because that book wasn't signed when you sent it out. Right. No, okay. no, yeah, it was, it was. I got it signed at the con. I got it cracked. I got it cracked out of the CBCS case at the con, signed, and then I took it and they took it back to the table. And I don't think it's, I don't think you can blame the CBCS facilitator you guys work with because, I mean, he's local, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. once he sends your books off, it's out of his hands. So if he's sending them to Boston for another convention or whatever, that that's out of his hands. But I know for a fact Kyle cracked these books at the convention. He let them crack the books. So mm-hmm. they know how it was the condition it was when they cracked it. And Kyle never touched it again. Nope. So I never touched it again. If it if it was cracked with those notes and now it's coming back with more damage, obviously they're at fault. Whoever, regardless if it was the facilitator who sent it out, the facilitator who handled to get it signed and sent it to CBCS, CBCS is at fault for it. Yeah, it's either it's either however somebody packed it when they shipped it, however they pressed it, or what they did while it was in the hands of CBCS. 
one of those things. And if you could say they they graded it at a nine six originally, so if they found it harsher this time, that means once again we're back to there is no standard of grading. They just do whatever the fuck they want. And how much of harsher this time was? Well, this guy's been hounding us and pissing me off. So yeah, see the the books weren't in my name. Mm-hmm. Okay. The books aren't in my name. So like, I can't even, and, and that's what he offered. He was like, well, I can get you in contact with the CBCS if you're that unhappy. Yes, please do that. So we can get him on the show. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like, why would I want to contact CBCS and get some bullshit run around answers that say, we take care of your books to the highest standard. And there's no way that when they were here that they had they inflicted any damage. But if you're finding that much more stuff between the first time you graded it and the second time you graded it, like I've said like three times now, it could be only one of three or four things. I haven't had the book. You guys have had the book. But his his reasoning, though, goes to show you what uh, what kind of scam essentially grading your comic books is. Because if they can, don't have any standard and they can just grade it however they feel and you're going to send a book back to get signed and they I crack. I wonder if I should you know, slide like, you know. Slide a hundred in there? <laughs> yeah, like a, like a Benji or something in there. <laughs> Slide yeah. in a Benjamin and see what happens. A couple, slide a couple twenties in there and say, you know, take your wife out to dinner and get some before you grade this book. Well, just say it like there's no standard. So if he's having a shitty day and he's like, oh man, this fucking dude is sending in a Spider Man. Yeah, this dude sending in a Spider Man Stan Lee signed three hundred. The fuck this guy, you know. I want this book. Fuck this guy, and he just grades it lower. There's nothing you can do about it. You're fucked. Yeah. You're 100% up to the mercy of the kind of day whoever is grading your shit is having. And it looks like whoever graded my books was in a fucking bad mood. Yeah. Which is shitty. And that, that personal feelings should not interject with the job. The job should be 100% like it should be almost, it should be scientific. You got the guy be, that's getting being a pulling a Brian and having to work a bunch of overtime, so he just decided to fuck you. I wish they worked overtime. It probably wouldn't have taken nine months to get the books back then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just that backed up that they are working overtime and still hate taking forever. Then what they need to do is they need to stop taking submissions for a while and catch up. Because compounding to the problem doesn't do anything. No. You're absolutely and you right. Can go, you, can, you can go on their website right now and it says 12 to 15 weeks. Why lie? That's not, it's not truthful. Because it's a bad business model to be like, oh, yeah, we're like, you know, 62 weeks. 62 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 118 weeks. Yeah. But, you know, and I, you know, and I told the dude a couple times, I was like, it's not necessarily you. But it's this whole entire situation. But you're my only outlet to like talk to about this. I can't, you know, like I, I, I'm talking to you guys about it, and I'm talking to everybody out there that's watching us right now. But in all actuality, to you know, it's 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 like working in tech support. You take the brunt of everybody's frustration because you're the representative of the company that is happened to be being to talk to. Yep. And, and that's what it is. He just, he's a person, he's like my case manager. He's the person that was in charge of everything. But 
I shouldn't be getting a a fucking a runaround story. That's just the way it goes. I should that when a service is being performed, that's not what what should be said. You're paying for. He's yes. he's trying to give you a better answer than I don't know. That's essentially what it's coming down to. It sounds like is he's trying to give you an answer that's not I don't know, and you know he knows what no matter what he says isn't going to sit well with you. So, well, yeah, because I'm unhappy. Well, absolutely. And I feel like I have every right to be unhappy. I mean, I guess I I should look at the positive. I should be like, well, you know what. They fucked my book up, and there's a lot more damage. So, uh, I should be happy. It's the same grade. But what positive? It's taken this long to get the same grade, and now there's more shit wrong with it. And I just can't. I can't wait to get hear what you say once you actually receive the books. Oh, just I'm just gonna throw them in the garbage. When you're like that, crease wasn't there. That crease wasn't there. That wasn't there. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure. Just. You know, and I think all those books were in the middle of CBCS's move from Florida to Texas. And you're gonna have you're gonna have a McFarland signature that says Tad instead of Todd. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna say Ford McFarlane. Yeah, <laughs> in blue. <laughs> but you know what? So my books had to have be shipped another time. So how do I know they didn't get fucked up when they were being shipped from Florida to Texas? Right. Fucking Texas. Fucking Texas. But yeah, that's that is the CBCS update, everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to find some if there's any anybody talking about having similar problems lately, just so I can see how bad it is. Cause I just I don't know. I just if like there should be some kind of consistency because if those were all problems that were there originally, they should have found them the first time then. So, and if there's that many more problems, how did it stay the same grade? Because, you know, when, when they crack a book and they send, they slide the, uh, the old, uh, label in the back of the bag and board so that, uh, when they go back to regrade it, they have a reference. So then they say, fuck, we fucked up the first time we graded, or fuck, this is more fucked up than last time. We better just keep it the same grade to cover our ass. I mean, do that. Like, it just... So they just decided to be harsher? Like, what kind of guidelines? Like, was there a meeting? Did they get an email that says, all right, guys, we need to be a lot harsher this week? All the books here. Like, I'm tired of grading these fucking books. Or, you know, I'm just going to grade them all low because I'm a fucking cocksucker from CBCS. <laughs> He's pissed. And he has a right to be. I understand, you know. And, I, and, I, and I totally understand that that pressing isn't a guaranteed grade upper. But if it took the damage out of those books. So the other thing that should have happened was those books should have been looked over when I looked over them and my – my person that I trusted from the company told me these books should be pressed so that we can get a higher grade. Maybe they should have looked at them close and they should have said, you know, a press might not help these books anymore. So it's not worth pressing. Because if, 
because it didn't help it. So why don't tell, you know, that that's part of your job as the representative with these books to say, yes, I agree with you that these should be pressed or no, it's not worth the press. But if you tell me, Hey, all these need to be pressed so they can get higher grades because I see these, this, this, and this, and it'll make it a higher grade. Then, then there, there's a little bit, you know, and maybe that's their fault for giving an expectation, but it, it that's, that's just what I think should, you know, like that, that they should have said, you know what, it might not help this book. Let's just pass on it. Because in my eyes, not being there, to me, it looks like the pressing fucked it up. Either the pressing fucked it up or CBCS fucked it up. The pressing guy set his coffee down on your book. Whoops. There's a fucking coffee ring on it. But that's go just, to I, um, go to PGX, man. No, I'm just not gonna have my books graded. It's just not worth the hassle. It's not worth. It's not worth my book being gone. It's not worth the the frustration of hoping it comes back a good grade. It's just right now to me, it's just not worth it. There's a yeah, whole there's I'll, a I'll, whole Reddit subreddit right now called Comic Book Collecting that they're I'm looking at a thing that they're talking about uh, CBS CBCS being a scam operation. I'm looking at I was looking at that right at the same time. Right. What, is, what does it say? Uh, I sent CB this one. I this uh, see here. I sent CBCS four comic books back in January. Was told that there would be a 13 week turnaround for grading and signature verification. It has now been almost double that time, and I still have yet to see any of the comics nor any email updates that they said they that they said that I would received. Uh, this was seven months ago too. I've called the customer service numerous times, got a recording to leave a message because they're not taking calls, but their and their voice box, voicemail box is full, so I'm unable to leave a message. <laughs> they, that, that's true because I I tried calling them. Uh, yeah, when you were respond, having problems. Yeah, they don't respond to any emails, and I understand that they've moved, but I fail to see how this is my problem when I when they put in the writing that the books have a 13 week turnaround time. And that would be before the move. Is this typical CBCS behavior? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then one guy, his answer goes, uh, I think the term is scam. <laughs> Damn. Well, a lot of people are defending it, saying that the, the term scam might be kind of harsh. And it's more of a circumstance of shitty customer service. Yeah, I don't think they're, 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 they're not scamming people. They're just, they're, they're not living up to what... You expect a certain amount of service, and 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 when you have a, when you're paying for a product, you're you're hoping to get the best out of it, and I think they're just not fulfilling their end as a company. I was just told by someone that uh, this is like a comic book telenovela. Mm. A comic book. Just speak Spanish. I couldn't understand what what that meant. So this guy down here is says I had three books witnessed at a con. That was on June 15th, 2018. Got an email from them saying we were, they were being processed July 11th, 2018. It is now October, and I haven't had heard anything since July. I have three books graded with them before and never took this long. I'm not even getting anything verified, which makes it even more frustrating. I think it's just... I just think they... they, they 
bit off more than they could chew. They shot themselves in the foot, and now they're we're paying for it. We're paying for it as consumers. So then this other guy says, short answer is yes. Their turnaround times are advertised as approximate and always seem to take longer than estimated. I use them two times because they were cheap and the grading is solid, but the turnaround times are ridiculous. For my last run, I used CGC and they were way faster. But as you probably know, they don't verify signatures. That's, that's, what, that's hurting all of this. It's just verify signature CGC. How fucking hard is it? Yeah. Put this company out of business. That's all you got to do is say you're going to verify signatures and CBCS is done. But you know what's funny? Like CGC would say, well, we don't care if CGCS is done because they're just giving us more business. I mean, and yeah, if they leave, but people, another group might pop up and CBCS is just so terrible. But I don't know. Who knows? I just, this... I just can't wait to have my books back, and I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to chalk this up to experience, lesson learned. I have made my bed, and I lied in it, and I'm not going to – I've learned I've learned my lesson. I've learned from past mistakes now. It seems like, though, from this Reddit post, you're not alone. There are a lot of people experiencing the same – the same, like, latency issues or long, longevity of getting books back issues. Not so much the change in grade, the change in grades and stuff. And you know, the the grade thing might just be my, maybe I was expecting more, I was hoping for more, because you know, and that happens, and I get it. But I just, there's just nothing worse than turning in a book at a nine six and it coming back lower. It, that just it it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that having your one book come back a seven five after it got pressed and uh, listen i understand that some books aren't going to be able to get pressed but that book was totally pressable and not to get a, like a 0.5 bump that's pretty sad at least yeah i i think you know it's just you're doing the right thing dude in my opinion it's just been problem after problem after problem after problem and you just gotta let it go. Like if you don't want to grade books anymore, that's that's a smart move. Like that, that's just what I'm gonna do. At all, huh? You're not gonna grade it at all. Offer on-site grading. <laughs> you know, with the problems they're having, if CECS were to go around and go, okay, we're gonna start offering on-site grading at major conventions in your area. So Phoenix, that's one of the big, that's actually becoming one of the biggest conventions, you know, outside of your, your big names, like your uh, San Diego or New York and Salt Lake City. Do an on-site grading. Offer on-site grading. If some, if you're getting the signatures signed at the, the place, offer on-site grading and overnight encapsulation. Make sure that these people have their books back by the end of the weekend. They do that for Baltimore. I don't know yeah. why that's one of the few ones they do it. They should do it at all of them, to be honest. I mean, I understand like not doing it at small ninny like conventions that are being held at, you know, a hotel or something. But bigger conventions that see a lot of people, like Phoenix, why? Why not? You know, what's what's it hurting? Do it there. Do on-site grading. Bring a grader. Do on-site encapsulation. Have it all there. You know. It, it 
to I me, agree. to me, it makes sense. That way you're, you're upping your business. People are getting their books back and you're saving face because whatever you're working right now, that business model you have, it doesn't work. They got to do something to try and save face. I think it's almost past the point of no return for them. And I think the only thing that's really um, keeping them up is all these facilitators that they have. And they're turning in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books because they're going, you know, across the country for people getting their books signed. Yeah. And I think that has, that has a lot to do with it. But to me personally, as a collector, that's half the fun of going to the convention is getting your own shit signed. So like when you send it off to dipshit Dan in Baltimore to get it signed, that takes that takes all the fun out of it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they took all the fun out of it by, you know, making this. I don't know. I feel like they took all the fun out of it, but way before the grading or way before any of that. The First. comic book flippers took all the fun out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, but I know comic book flippers. I, I would say maybe I'm a comic book flipper if I actually put comics up for sale. <laughs> God, that's I'm true. Fucking, that's true. Fucking terrible, man. You just buy them, grade them, and then you talk about flipping them, and then you keep yeah. them because you're a collector. Yeah, I mean, shit, dude. Can you you guys see that? Look at that hoarder. He's a hoarder. There's fucking comic books in my kitchen. Fuck. Anybody want to buy any comic books? <laughs> so, but uh, update on Garcia. He did sell his collection. No, he sold it to that guy. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to uh, Anthony. Is it Anthony? He's uh, uh, he's a cool dude. Facebook seller. Uh, he uh, something bird comics on Facebook. I can't remember. I feel bad because I told him to listen to the show and, uh, but uh, he got he got himself a good collection. Josh got himself a, a a good score. He sold fifteen comic boxes, fifteen short boxes for thirty six hundred bucks. Oh wow! Yeah. So I think they both got a really good deal. I think that there's a lot of meat on the bone for the dude to sell because he's a Facebook seller, and uh, at that point you're not you know a lot of those Facebook sellers they get what they they ask and. You know, a lot of so many people in those auctions are ravenous. So he said he makes a lot of money, a lot more money on Facebook than he ever did on eBay. So uh, congrats to them. I might have cool. to uh, look into that and sell my collection to pay off some medical bills. Yeah. <laughs> Fall on the medical bills, man. They can't come after you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. No, you don't. Jay said, uh, Hey, Brian, what's behind the curtain? Uh, the backyard. The dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the real room of comics is in. Yeah. That's, where, uh, that's where Jose keeps his victims. Yeah. For the, he takes them over to Brian's house. He takes them over to my house, and we turn them into comic boxes. That's where he puts his all um, Hitler plates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's his Hitler memorabilia, memorabilia <laughs> room. Yeah. Oh, that picture you made the other day, fucking Matt, was so funny. <laughs> Dude, and that's the that funny part is I was looking at it, I was like, damn, that looks like it's from the same show, but it was from two different shows. One was from ours, the other one was from Flipside. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just couldn't pass it up when I was scanning through and I saw the, the shot of you like putting the thumbs up. I was like, there it is. <laughs> Who wants to talk about Hitler? Uh, Who wants to talk about Hitler? Jesus. So I have a question, Brian. What's up? Um, so I've had like certain pains in my, you know, because my Sjogren's. Yeah. Um, I took a dive and took and bought the hemp oils. Okay. And you get your card, you get your card yet? No, no, I don't need a card to get the get C- CBD, CBD just, oil. Just yeah, go get your card, bro. Go get your card. <laughs> so I tried the CBD oil and I think it worked. Well, yeah, of course it did. It's made from the greatest plant in the world. It works. That's the magic plant. And then, um, so it's the only thing that gave me the shits, though. Yeah, you'll get over that. That's just your, <laughs> that's just your, your body getting used to uh, the most wonderful plant in the world. So yeah, I never took it before. Gave me the shits. Gave me the shits. I, it's it's amazing how well that stuff works for just about everything. Um, you know, like what was the what do they call those guys that used to pedal the the medicine out of their, you know, their back of their wagons back in uh, the old Western days. And it basically the snake, like the snake, snake oil. oil. Yeah. Snake oil guys. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, it's snake oil. They say it it fixes everything, but it damn well gets close to fixing everything. So yeah. Like I still have a pain in my neck, but I slept funny last night and it didn't <laughs> the other way. So I just call that pain a Jose. I'd say he's just pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? I bet you if you keep taking that and then you just hurry up and man up and get your medical card, go get yourself some Rick Simpson oil. They sell it uh, at the, the pharmacies without the THC. Go get the Rick Simpson oil. Take, you know, about a rice, rice, little rice grain worth a night. And What's it, the point of it without the THC, though? It, so the CBD is just as important as as the THC, right? Um, so people that have pain, uh, sometimes the CBD will help, but it won't, you know, cure it. Um, so it's like a band aid. It's like a band aid. Uh, well, not. It's weird because so we have these these cells in our bodies called cannabinoid cells, right? They're like uh, they're part of a, a, a system in our body, but um, they're basically dormant, right? In order for them things to get energized, uh, you know, you have to you have to feed them uh, cannabis. They're cannab- They're called cannabinoid cells for a reason. We our our bodies were originally, I mean, we're we've evolved into this. And the things that we have are supposed to be there. There's a reason they're there. And, you know, for the last 200 years, we've, we've made, uh, you know, cannabis out to be this, this monster. And it's one of the things we need to, you know, live correctly and live well the way we were supposed to be. But anyway, so these, these, these cannabinoids, for instance, for cancer, they've proved they take these, you know, these microscope shots of them and, and they show the cannabinoid cells and they show them kind of getting energized and then they show the cancer cells. And they literally will go uh, like three or four of these cannabinoid cells will go to around these cancer cells and surround them and start like doing this weird thing. And then all of a sudden the cancer cell just starts freaking out and literally will commit suicide. 
And the nobody wanted to admit this for the longest time until more info started hitting, you know, the airwaves. And the FDA had to come out, or the uh, FCA, what's the medical one? Uh, oh, FDA. Yeah, so uh, they had to literally come out and say, yes, it's true, you know, this can't, what it does to cancer cells, da, 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 da. So they've admitted to it. And I mean, it, 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 it works so well for inflammation, um, uh, allergies, uh, food allergies. It helps with people that, you know, like there's people out there that have the uh, gluten allergy. Uh, you know, it helps, it helps write a lot of those things. Um, have you, do you guys listen to the Joe Rogan show? I, I know I always bring up other podcasts, but have, did you guys hear Travis Barker on the Joe Rogan show? Uh, he was on there and he was so you remember he was freaking he got burnt 97 percent of his body or whatever was burnt in that plane you know that plane crash and uh, he was talking about you know how he's got all this crazy really painful stuff and how he, the only way he can get through is by taking cbds cbds and he's 100 sober he doesn't even smoke weed anymore nothing he just takes the cbd oil and he's like i couldn't function without it i wouldn't be able to live a normal life so it's good that they're fine. We're finally waking up as a, as a society and saying this shit helps. And they're really the, the positive so far outweigh the negatives. Um, and if you ever wanted to really look and, and, you know, get some proof, if this shit didn't work, um, you wouldn't have as many doctors are out there saying that it does. Um, and also you, it's funny because the the drug companies are now trying to figure out ways to make money off of it because they can't fight it anymore. It's 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 working that much, um, so they're trying to figure out ways to you know pull a Monsanto and create uh, their own chemical and, and use it. So I'd be very interested to see if it helps not just the pain, Jose. If it helps out, you know some of the other other uh, side effects or anything that's kind of been different, especially since the stroke. So it's, it's keeping them regular. <laughs> like, um, that's the only side effect so far that I've noticed. I've only taken it for two days. And um, so, I mean, I got the mint, no, what is it? The, what's the scrocus? The mint scrocus? chocolate chip one. It's no, no. It's it's named after the the Girl Scout cookie, the mint oh, one. Thin mint. Thin mint. Oh, thin oh, mint. Thin is, is that more medicine for you? Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, the only thing that that's really affected me is just the uh, the shits. They're like clear me out, so I don't have to shit for two days. How much do you have to take? What's the the the, red, the recommended dose? The guy told me at the place because I was telling him about my problem. He said usually twelve drops. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's very cool, man. That's Just like a whole bottle. That's like yeah, that's like a, an entire dropper, probably, huh? No, it's like not even half a dropper. Hmm. And I was um, reading, or I was watch, uh, listening to a podcast that's just Sjogren's. So mm-hmm. like all these different people have tried like different things, and you know share what they went through and all that. And they had a doctor talk about CBD oil. And she said the way, the way that she explained it, it's like the CBD oil is like a lock pick and your body um, reacts to certain things. 
So like certain things can unlock, uh, you know, whatever. But the CBD oil, it, even though it works, it's like a lockpick. So you get side effects, but it still, it still does the trick. Yeah. That's how they explained it. That's interesting. That's almost kind of like a doctor saying, I want to tell you guys that it's good, but I can't really I, say it's amazing because that means these, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies won't pay me, you know, the money they pay me. So, yeah. um, that's how she explained it. You know, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but one of the, the most amazing things that proved to me a hundred percent, this shit works obviously was, um, it saved my brother's life. Uh, you know, he had the bone cancer, a really rare form of bone cancer. And, um, they told him that he had a, like a, you know, huge nine inch tumor and a seamer. And they told him that if he doesn't shrink that, um, to a, to 80% uh, down to, if he doesn't shrink it by 20%, they can't basically do anything to help him. So they put him on this horrible chemo regimen where he was an inpatient at the Mayo hospital, not like going and sitting down and getting chemo for like four hours. No, this is seven days hooked up to the, to the poisons and they have to keep vitals on him because, you know, he ha he's half dead by the middle of it. And then he can go home for four and then go back for 14 and do a 14 day regimen and then come home for six and he did that for 53 weeks and it wasn't wow. working it wasn't working and he was half dead you know he had had to have like three four transfusions to just save his life couple, you know those times and uh he hadn't eaten for weeks hadn't even drank in a drop of water for days um he could barely move and i went and saw you know grabbed him and i said hey I, he smoked so he had to quit smoking so i and all he kept saying is he just wants cigarettes so i said hey i'll go get you a pack of cigarettes if you'll take this cannabis oil concentrate right because my one of my really good friends said hey if i'll i'll give you 800 milligrams of cannabis oil extract you make sure he takes it a day which is a fucking lot you make sure he takes it every day and this will work so i did it so i made him take 800 milligrams every day Stone to the There's gill. In your kitchen, Brian. It's happening again. <laughs> yeah, a monster back there. Yeah, yeah. He's stealing Stone. your comics. Yeah, stone <laughs> to the gills, but it also saved his life. And by the end of it, they shrunk. It shrunk the tumor enough to to have the surgery, and he went on to the next phase of you know trying to beat it. And at, when that got to that phase, and they were successful. The doctor, we were sitting in, in, you know, talking to the doctor and all the nurses in there. And the doctor was like, nurses, can you leave? I need a second with the family. And he closes the door and he's like, uh, your son is alive today, 110% because of the cannabis treatment. And there's no if, ands, or buts. That's what saved your son's life. And, uh, you know, you guys need, should know that. Uh, if you ever, I would never say it in front of another, you know, uh, another, per, another doctor because, you know, he could get blackballed and, and he said, and I'll never admit to saying it, but you guys need to know 100% that it saved your son's life. That was all I needed to hear. You know what I mean? That I don't care if anybody tells me if it's bad, you hear something like that and uh, it's a game changer. So there's a lot of people that are going through that right now and having the same thing. And a lot of, some of these people have the want and the money to go start a pharmacy and grow some freaking marijuana plants. And uh, it's changing the ball game. And now they're starting to say that psychedelic mushrooms are just as important and do just as much. So it's pretty interesting how, uh, what our society is coming to and 
You know, we have some fucked up shit. We have some people who like to talk about Hitler on podcasts. <laughs> we also have uh, medical marijuana. So. Yeah. Um, Jay in the chat wants to know, Jose, what um, defects did you have from the stroke, and what types of what type of stroke did you have? A block or a hemorrhage? I had a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, so basically, a blood vessel from my back to my brain popped before it hit my brain. So you know the. The, the oxygen from whatever the vein was from um, that broke. So that's why I suffered a stroke. Um, the side effects, the only major thing that I noticed that I've noticed actually is uh, by speech. Apparently other people don't notice it, but I noticed it, but I didn't really lose anything from that. I forgot some things, but other than that, I really didn't lose anything. I full recovery. It also puts you out for quite a bit. You were you were out of commission for six months. Yeah, I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything for six months, and I was in um in a coma for three days, um, and I was in the hospital for eighteen days. Did do you think the stuff that you're going through now, like uh, what is that thing that you call it, the sugars? Yeah, sugars. Do you think that that's you know, uh, from the, having the stroke? No, because it's an autoimmune disease. That's and you thought. did you have that before the stroke? Nope. Nope. But autoimmune has nothing to do with me having a stroke. I know, but, but I just the fact that you didn't have it before the stroke and now you do is what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. The just, way, well, I asked my rheumatologist about it. Yeah. And he said that it's just one of those things that people I asked my rheumatoid arthritis about. Yeah, That's exactly what I thought too. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, got rheumatoid arthritis now? It's the same oh, thing. It's the same doctor. Yeah. It's almost the same thing. Autoimmune. So, so my mom has a RA and it runs in our family and, um, she got it really young and she, uh, that shit sucks. Yeah, it does. It fucking sucks, man. And she was, you know, going and getting the the Remicade treatments and you know all that stuff, and uh, you know, on the high the high dose pain medication, and she hated it. And then we we got her to uh, try the medical marijuana, and it worked wonders until her RA doctor found out about it. As soon as her RA doctor found out, yeah, that she was using medical marijuana, he said. You either get off the marijuana or you don't see me. And oh. yeah. So Jose's turning 85 next month. <laughs> and it feels like it. <sighs> I mean, I mean, from what I've gone through, um, all the different things I've gone through, it made me appreciate little things and it made me like if something like shitty happens. I'm like, I've been through worse. I feel I can, I can handle this. It's not a problem. So I'm really changed my attitude about certain things. Um, I don't get as frustrated or angry about things. It made I'm going to get, uh, what would Jose do wristband? <laughs> That's the next absolute geek shirt right there. What would Chimichanga do? <laughs> what would Chimichanga do? Half the time, you probably don't want an answer to that question. No. It involves a candle. It would involve the middle of the night and telling him you don't have a car. (laughs) 
Sure. All right. So moving on to something a little bit more um, fun than talking about how <laughs> we're all dying. You know, um, dying. Yeah, about Jose's old man diseases and everyone slowly <laughs> dying. Uh, the Super Bowl was this past Sunday. New England Patriots won yet another Super Bowl, uh, but they had um, like Thanos. Yeah, hey, Tom Brady is the new Thanos. So <laughs> speaking of Thanos, though, they showed the Avengers Super Bowl TV trailer, and there's some speculation that in the trailer there's been a character removed. What do you yeah. guys think? I yeah. guaranteed. Oh yeah, that's what they did with Hulk last year. Probably like, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, right? It's got to yeah. be Captain Marvel. I don't know because they're they're pretty much made it pretty apparent that she's in the film. Like they're not hiding the fact that she's in the film. Yeah, but they don't want to show probably her. She's probably got some crazy new uh, costume or something, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Same reason that they didn't, that they faked that Hulk pick, right? Hulk's yeah. in the film, but they faked it because they didn't want people to realize he couldn't turn into the Hulk. So, you know, he was in the fucking Iron Man armor. So he was in the movie, but he wasn't the Hulk. Yes. So, so that's what I'm saying about Captain Marvel. Maybe she, she, you know, that binary power that they're all talk, everybody's talking about. Maybe that turns her in. You know how cool it would be. Uh, do you guys remember um, Kingdom Come and uh, the Captain, the um, Starman character in that that went to JSA, where he he basically just looked like he was a like a galaxy, like it was just all dark, and he had the stars on him. Do you remember that yeah. character? That'd be badass if they do that do that type of thing with Captain Marvel when she turns into her binary, you know, form. Um, I know they have a character like that in A Force, but maybe that's something like that. She she changes into even more badassness, you know, once she do, does something to fight Thanos or something. I don't want to see people changing into anything else. I think that gap is just Spider Man. You think it's Spider Man just magically re-erected? No, no, that's no, this is why it's a gap because he's not really there, but it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Or his uh, pentacles. It's kind of like when you keep setting a plate at a dinner table after your loved ones pass, they keep, you know, making a space for him in the Avengers lineup. It's it's where my CBCS books are supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they are. They're, yeah, they're in the Avengers Endgame movie. <laughs> Did you guys read the the synopsis that they released for that? No, no, I don't no. want to know shit. But go yeah, ahead. I read it. It's, I mean, it's not doesn't really give anything away. It just it tells you what you pretty much already know. Read it. Look, you want me to read the whole thing? Fucking a, do it. I'm not gonna read it. Like thirty books or thirty chapters. Just do it. Yeah, it's like sixteen chapters long. There's some, there's some, like a leak of the script. Is that what you're saying? There's a break for any, for, um, for intermission. No, it's just the, the synopsis of the film. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's pretty obvious. And it's right right from Disney. From Disney, it says that Avengers: Infinity War left off. um, So it says that Avengers: Endgame picks up where Avengers: Infinity War is left off. Um, It gives us a glimpse the incredibly high stakes in Endgame. After the devastating events of Avengers: Infinity War, the universe is in ruins due to the effects of the Mad Titan Thanos. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers must assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe once and for all. 
no matter what consequences may be in store. Thanks to Thanos' snap, the world suffers what is being called... Um, I just lost my place. The decimation has half the pop- dec- decimation, whatever the fuck that is, um, as half the population was gone in an instant, fading out of existence. The, the that includes heroes like Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, Groot, and more. As we saw in the newest trailer, uh, that the ones who are left are now tasked with fixing Thanos's. Um, fixing what Thanos sought to break, pulling together the remaining Avengers as well as new allies to take the fight to the Mad Titan. That means calling on old friends like Hawkeye and finding new ones like Captain Marvel as well as uniting those who originally defended the Earth in the Battle of New York. The remaining heroes consist of Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, and Thor as well as Rocket Raccoon, War Machine, Nebula, Ant-Man, and Captain Marvel. Though it will take some effort to gather together as Iron Man and Nebula are stranded on Titan at the end of Infinity War. We also know that the pager Nick Fury activates before the fadeaway to dust calls upon Captain Marvel, but we don't know exactly what their deal was and why he waited so long to call her into action. We'll find out more about this in the upcoming Marvel Cap- Captain Marvel solo film, which is right before Avengers Endgame. Hmm. But it so sounds like... It, nothing... It's yeah, pretty much and, what we thought it was. And it sounds like the, the time trap people's time travel predictions are, are gonna be pretty accurate. So here's the other question. Do you think that so we saw with the other one how you know Disney and, and Marvel really wanted to do that like they didn't want to have something anything silly in it. it that home that most of that movie is really like serious, but it, it paced so well. And uh they didn't wanna they wanted to like have it have that cinematic, you know, that that type of movie effect. Do you think that this one will go at the end and give us a, a peek at the next new big bad, or did they just end it because they wanted it to stand on its own? I think it ends. So do I. I don't think they'll show us a big bad. But I be interested. They, they might, because like we said, like there's still that speculation that there's another force at work here. That there's another um, Well, not necessarily eternity. Um there's another name that's being kicked around and I can't think of it right now. The Beyonder? No, the destroyer. Um I can't think of his name right now. God damn it. There's some pretty good theories about yeah. uh, Thanos' CBCS in the group chat right now. <laughs> With your books? Yeah. The four so, rings are his Kyle's five books. It, said, uh, it says half of my books went away in the snap. <laughs> and then Tim said that uh, uh, he says, or half the people that work for CBCS got dusted during the snap, and that's why it's taken so long. <laughs> <laughs> and it says the snap just messed up my grades. It didn't mess up. The, it didn't, you know, take them from the books. It's just the actual grades that got snapped. So I appreciate all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't think of the character's name right now. God damn it. It's an, eternity? It's not Eternity? No. Basically, it's saying that there's some other character that the, the theory was that there's some other character that's posing as Tony Stark and that when they have the time 
splits, you're going to have two different Tony Starks and it's going to be revealed that Tony was the, the power behind it, but that it's not actually Tony. It's this other character. That's fucking stupid. That's fucking dumb. That's one of the dumbest things I've heard in a long time. If that's what happens, I'm going to get pissed when they have the intermission. Fuck I'm just not going to come back. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah, and they release... It's supposed to be like a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Well, what was uh, the first one? It was three hours easy, right? I don't think it is. It, and Endgame is supposed to be the longest uh, Marvel movie made, and they're saying that it's supposed to meet Titanic's runtime. The movie Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> uh, real Titanic's runtime was yep. ill. Is <laughs> big fat zero. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify that. The I, I, I was a little confused, so I'm glad you clarified I'm, that. I'm glad. I'm glad I helped you out there, Kyle. But um. There's, yeah, there's a lot of fan theories out there. Um, yeah. What else did oh, you have, yeah. Kyle? I don't know. I sent it to you. You're the you're the the put together guy. Bastard. I'm having too much fun here in the chat. <laughs> I see that. Um, and also, Disney announced that they're going to continue to make R-rated movies. So that means that. Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Wax Jock. Titanic got me laid, so that's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember how old I was when that movie came out. I think it was fuck, 12 or 13. I want to say. Too bad it didn't get me laid. Kyle is having a lot of fun in there. They shelved Gambit. Gambit's been shelved as well. Yeah, but that... Channing Tatum was really wants to do that movie. So if he, if he really wants to do it that bad, I could see him figuring out a way to get it made. I think it's a good decision. And I think it's a good decision on, on Disney to, if they're going to reboot everything, cause they're already talking about re um, they're talking about rebranding it. Um, or well, recasting the X-Men. So if they're talking about doing that, they might as well just hold off on Shanning Tatum and, and get someone else. I just hate all this, you know, redoing shit. Just just keep them where they are. Keep them the the stories the same, so we don't have to see a new freaking origin, and just recast the characters. I mean, they you can have new you know new uh, actors play the characters. Just do a soft reset. You know, make people think they're different people or something. I don't know. I get tired of that shit. Tired of seeing everything from the beginning over and over yeah. and over again. How many times we know the beginning? Yeah, how many times do I gotta see Bruce Wayne cry like a bitch when his parents get killed? I mean, fuck. Well, that that brings up a good point. So, Kyle and I had talked about this in our group chat earlier this week. So, they're already starting to release rumors about who's who they're looking to cast as the new Batman, and um, Robert Pattinson. Is like one of the oh. first names that came out. Why? The dude's an incredible actor. If you get past Twilight, if you, movie watch, Guy Pierce was sick. if you watch the movie Good Time, he's fucking incredible in Good Time. Yeah. Pass. 
Like I think I think he could actually pull it off. Now is he the best choice? I don't know, but I think he could pull it off. It'd be a glittery Bruce Wayne. No, you can't. You can't. And he can read minds. Uh, You can't hold him to to fucking Twilight forever. Always. Forever, forever, forever. Nah, that's messed up. Say it. Vampire. <laughs> Fuck <me. laughs> So you've watched those movies then, huh, Kyle? Is that is that your way of admitting that you've watched them? Everybody's watched them. Nobody off. can fucking lie and say they didn't. With their pants off? Always. You watch them back to back. You watch them all the time, don't you? Every day. <laughs> say it, vampire. I don't I think it's a. I don't think he's a bad a bad choice. I do. I don't. I wouldn't want to see him as Batman. I'm not saying. Like, he's a, I think he's an incredible actor. Like I think he he could do it. I want Adam West. Yeah. Well. Good luck. Get a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I can string him up. Like Stan Lee. <laughs> get a shovel. Funny. And then what's the um the dude from um that's in Happy. And um, from SVU, Special Victim yeah. Unit, Law and Order. He wants to play Batman, too. Uh, he'd be terrible. No, He's too bald to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, nobody wants, wants a bald Bruce Wayne. Actually, I think everyone wants an old Bruce Wayne because they want Batman Beyond. Man, Bruce there's a lot of talk about that, that not getting made now. Uh, it likes, the book's like on it spiked up and then... It, it, didn't it actually come out that they're not doing it? Yeah, I mean that book really took off when that news got brought up, and then like the next day, a dude's like, "Uh, that's not true. Maybe I heard wrong and something like oh, that." Oh, what about Batman Beyond? Yeah, about it. I haven't heard anything about it getting made. All I heard was that um, Kevin Smith said it would be a billion dollar idea to make it with. <laughs> well, there's rumors I that came Kevin out. Smith heard that. Yeah, there's rumors that came right. out like uh, two weeks ago that the Batman Beyond, uh, uh, they were going to do a, at least an animated thing, movies, you know, but really good, not not like for kids. And uh, that's what caused the book to spike, especially that that uh, Batman Superman annual, where it was the first appearance of Incontinuity. That book went up to like $100 book, $75 book. So Jose in the chat said that guy from Drum Drumline, Michael B. Jordan, can be in it. Oh God! Yeah, the guy from Drumline. Is that dude's name Nick Cannon? Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's a joke going back I to know. another episode that yeah, someone fucking said it was uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan was in Drumline. Was it Kyle? No, I think it was. I can't. No, it wasn't what, me. I don't want to call anybody <laughs> out for it because it was pretty. I want to say it was Jay, but I'm not 100%. Oh, I don't want to call anybody out, but I think it was I Jay. I just did. Yeah, I, I just did. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. But, oh, the Beyond. The, so going back to the Avengers thing, it's the Beyonders who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's who I said. That's how um, Secret Wars gets started. So it could be it could be the Beyonder is they're saying the Beyonder is going to be masquerading as Tony Stark. Huh. 
Hey, that man. Guy that Avengers always fought, that was a time-traveling guy. Tim, Tim says in the chat, if they're going to shit on Batman, they might as well get Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill to do it. Hey, Jonah, Seth Rogen is killing it with superhero stuff right now, with comic book stuff in general. Preacher is working on the um, Invincible live-action movie. Well, so. Who saw Deadly, Deadly Class? Or is it out? Not yet. Not out yet. Deadly Class is out. It's it's been out for a few weeks. I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. I watched the pilot. The pilot's really good. I haven't watched anything since. I tell you what, that I'm looking at this thing about who you know actors that they're saying and that um, that Army Hammer dude. I think he yeah. would be a good one. Yeah. And that Jack O'Connell dude. He'd be a good one. I don't want Army Hammer. Yeah, what a weird name, right? Wasn't that like a Arm and Hammer? <laughs> the baking soda? What a weird fucking name, man. I want um I want the dude who plays Eggsy in, in uh Kingsman to do it. Yeah, he's cool. What about the guy who played uh played uh uh Jigsaw and Punisher? Mm. I know. I know they want a younger, like, less toned person to play him because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the year one story arc. They should have the uh, Tom Holland do it. Yeah, Tom no. Hardy should do it. Tom Hart. Really? Ooh. Fucking Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy oh. is anything. Man. I'll fucking watch it. That would be a young Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So I just took CBD oil right now. You got shit. Going that you what? happens that quick, huh? Yep. My neck's feeling a lot better. I can actually move it around. It's crazy. Hold his neck feels better. <laughs> I put it under my tongue. What? Fifteen minutes? Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Rob Stark. I'm a non-believer. Like oils and stuff. I'm not into that holistic crap, but yeah. it's like a being it's like a he would it's really hard to think about that stuff actually working because it seems so cheesy. You know, like yep. the snake oil salesman. Never believe it. Nobody's ever believed it because we were taught not to believe it. So let's talk about um the big controversy going on right now surrounding Liam Neeson. <sighs> you guys seen that? Yeah. What? what is it? And now they're calling for him to be digitally removed from oh, uh, yeah. Men in Black. That's so fucking stupid. I get two thoughts on this. One, what the fuck was he thinking? What a fucking moron! Like, what the fuck? Do you really think that they weren't gonna get somebody was gonna get mad at that? Like, you're on intelligence probation at this point. If you're an actor, you're on intelligence probation. Don't say stupid things you're 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 just don't set yourself up like and i understand i think his kind of point was maybe like to show that people can change and this and that and but he just said it the wrong way and like you know you're on intelligence probation man don't don't say stupid shit so i don't know there's a lot it's a split it's a split feeling there's a lot of people coming to his defense. Like there's a lot of people out there now calling, like I said, calling for him to be removed from men in black, calling him a racist. And then you have a ton of celebrities coming to his aid and, and 
basically defending him. Like, like Whoopi Goldberg of all people came to him and said that he's one of her closest friends and that he's not a bigot or a racist and that he was, that she thinks that his comments are being misconstrued and blown out of proportion. And Michelle Rodriguez pretty much said the same thing that people are being stupid and that they need to just let it go and quit being oversensitive about shit. And there's like, there's a lot of, it's a split right now on, on the feelings about what, what he said. Oh no. Cause she's a lesbian. Hey, she's not a lesbian. She dated Zach Efron. I think she's bi curious. Maybe like be like Kyle and be a little bi furious. <laughs> Did you see the um, the trailer for Zach Efron's new movie, the Ted Bundy thing? Yeah, that looks, that actually looks really good. I'm surprised how good it looks. Oh, that's another thing I liked on the um, the Ron Burgundy podcast, Kyle, is when he asked his producer the fuck Mary kill about the serial killers, like we did, and then he starts like shitting yeah. all over her when she actually answers it. I can't believe it. I can't believe you do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, they want to know. Jose in the chat wants to know for those out of the loop, what did Liam Neeson do? Well, he basically made some some comments, some off colored comments about. No, no, tell it right. He told a story. Yeah. This black guy, this black guy, a rabbi, and a Jew. Is <laughs> that <laughs> so the kind of joke he sold? Yeah. I'm trying to find his um yeah, basically what he said is that when he was younger comments. um a lady he knew, a friend of his said she got raped and that the he asked what color the guy was the person was and she told him he was black. And then he said then he just spent the next two weeks walking up and down the streets with a weapon just waiting for a black guy to walk by just so he can beat the hell out of them. <laughs> and he, he called them the black, uh, just waiting for a black bastard to walk by. Yeah, pretty much. What the fuck, dude? Again, I know I said it a lot. You know, Joey Diaz came up with this, you know, line. You you intelligence probation. Don't be an idiot, dude. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, he just told the story, and now it's just being blown out of proportion. It's, uh, you know what? He was he was fueled by rage. If it would have been any person, I think he would have had the same reaction. I, he would, you know what I mean? Yeah, this happens to be a black guy. I think that's just it. Was just kind of yeah. There's just circumstances around it now. Well, because he said he, but he did go for it. He said that if at that time any anyone would have walked up to him of color, he would have killed him. And, and he said that 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 was idiotic, but it yeah. was how he was. Yeah, yeah. He admitted that it was sure. that it was you know bad, but he he's saying that was long ago, and he doesn't feel that way. But you know, he was he was basically telling his story and, and saying how he felt at the time, and and it's just it's just getting massively blown up, like we do with everything, and it's it's crazy. It'd be kind of cool to get a pixelated men in black poster of his. Huh. It's got to pixelate the root because <laughs> Liam Neeson's giant root. But I don't know. That's what happened. So 
And now people are calling for his his head to be digitally removed from a poster. <laughs> off with his head, or at least just pixelate it. Yeah, off with his head, or kind of remove it a little. Just just remove it a little. Um, they should just pixelate the eyes, so we can't really tell it's him. Huh. Did you guys see the the trailers for um, what the fuck? Why did my camera turn off for uh, Pet Cemetery and then Chucky? This yeah. Week. yeah. I, I'm excited good. about Pet Cemetery. Yeah. I'll agree. Jay says, is it just me or is Brian's roommate always cooking something? Yes. Cooking meth right now. He did just get home a little bit ago. Cooking meth right now. Yeah. Jose says in the chat, with the way people overreact these days, you should just keep those stories to yourself. Probably. That's yep. uh, I 100% agree with that. But then you got people that are being praised for coming out with these stories. Like it's who knows. They just, just omit certain things like color. Yeah, it would have saved them a lot of uh, pain and suffering. It was a bleep man, and I went after to look for one. That's just the- yeah. It was <laughs> a terrible man. <laughs> it was just a man with a small penis. The first small penis I was gonna find, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna hurt him. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna kill him. Uh, and then um, the last thing, so well, it was announced this week that Walking Dead just got brought back or renewed for a tenth season, and it's also being announced today that uh, Denai Garcia, who plays Michonne, is, who? Set, is set to leave the show next. Who? Denai Garcia. Her last name's Garcia. Yeah, isn't it? So I thought it was Garcia. It's deny something, isn't it? I thought it was Garcia. It's like fucked it up real bad. She's not Mexican. She's not one of us. I think I fucked it up real bad. Yeah, think so too. (laughs) Oh well. Denai Guerrera. That's a fucking Guerrera Garcia. That's close. Garcia. That's pretty close to Garcia. That's <laughs> it is. In my mind, it is. In my world, it is. Yeah, right. Garcia, whatever you just said. Yeah, Guerrera. Guerrera. That, I mean, there's, there's a no. Guerrera. There isn't a C in it. Never mind. I don't know where you got Garcia. Hold us to a higher standard here, Kyle. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I have to. But uh, she's gonna leave. She's pretty much leaving the show and being sporadic through season ten. But she's gonna be in the the Rick Tatership movies. That's so stupid. Like, stay on the show or don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna go on that rant again. I've already gone on that rant. <laughs> just don't. Uh, there more? Um, no, don't. Don't do it. It's cold out there. Man. Either. Stay on the show, but I mean, we've pretty much lost the entire. There's, some, there's a Brian in your house, Kyle. There's a Brian there's, in your there's house. A Brian. There's a Brian. Anyways, sorry. But that I just I don't know. Like the whole cast is gone now. Like, what's the point of going on without the cast of The Walking Dead? And that's what I said. Cancel the show. We, it's done. We have like we have like the whole bench crew of The Walking Dead on now. It's like with except we're on the second string. Yep. Just change the name of the show to Norman Reedus Fights Zombies. Norman <laughs> Reedus Fights Zombies on Bikes. It's just what they should just do is an hour of him just riding around on a motorcycle. Oh, they already have a show about that. Never mind. 
Yeah, it's called Ride, and it's actually a pretty decent show. <laughs> but they should just do it on The Walking Dead too. He just rides around. Riding around shooting zombies. <laughs> it should just turn it into a buddy comedy with him and Negan. They become best friends. It's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> that song over and over and over. Aim for the bush. Yeah, yeah, it's Tim is kind of right. It, it is pretty close to the third string. It's just the um, you know, buddy comedy movie between Negan and Norman Reedus. It's just them whistling and skipping. Yep. Holding hands. People let me tell you about my best. And you and me, no matter how we toss the dice, it has to be. There you go. It's a song that they kept on playing for him. Who cares? That song sucked. (laughs) (laughs) The Easy Easy Street Street? song? Yeah, Yeah, Easy Street. That's our theme song. (laughs) Easy Street. (laughs) You you picture them in there interviewing the, the zombie. God damn it, I know you were there. Negan, Negan, let me, let me take this. Let me take this. Hey, I, I'm your friend. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But what, what, what's the point of getting rid of everybody? Like, what direction are they truly putting The Walking Dead into now? <laughs> Tim says, get rid of the people all together and just have 45 minutes of zombie herds roaming the lands every week. You just see... <laughs> They should change it to have animals fighting the zombies. There's 45 minutes of them walking to a chain link fence. There you go. <laughs> That'd be kind of awesome. What, what's going on right now? <laughs> Downward spiral direction. That's absolutely correct. Oh, pretty much. And what sucks is like the, this season hasn't been bad. And by the promos, like we were talking last week, this next half of the season is going to be fucking awesome. And then what? Season 10, they're just going to shit the bed again. With Alpha. Thank you. Thank you for fucking with us. Have a nice day. Well, I wonder if season 10 is they're going to, I wonder if season 10, they're going to bring in the Commonwealth and they're going to, that's what they're going to do with her is that she's going to be at the Commonwealth. So, it's going to be like, that's why it'll be sporadic because they're not, you're not going to see her at the Commonwealth in every episode. I think season 10 should just be Rick. He wakes up and he goes, damn, that was a fucked up dream. And then it, and the credits roll. If they do that, dude, I'll burn every single fucking walking dead comic book. I have, <laughs> if he just wakes up one day and it was all a dream, it's, it's game over, bro. Like, Hey Coral, I had this fucked up dream Coral. You invested nine years and almost 200 <laughs> issues into this shit. And you were there. And yeah. There. He just wakes up and they're all standing around him with flowers and shit. And, and Carl's a little kid again. I'll fucking it's burn kinda, everything. It's, it, just, it just pans out of get well soon balloons. Yeah. And I'll fucking burn it all. I will burn it all. <laughs> And then it'll be my mission to just burn Walking Dead collections. Well, I know Brian has one, so you can go to his next. Yeah, I'll go burn his next. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to Chuck? Yeah. Uh, fucking, fucking up the program here. Fucking up the shit. He wouldn't do this during Flipside. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, We're not talking about him, that's why. Yeah, he comes we, we in our see, show. And he talks about Hitler and 
and just fucking off. bails. Yeah, bails and just fucks off. We see which one he really cares about. I know, right? Goddamn motherfucker. And I, he definitely won't do this again with his new podcast that's coming out. Right? Ew, bastard. This rat <laughs> bastard. It's gonna it's, it's flip side, his new podcast. And then us, yeah. The podcast he's thinking about, another yeah. podcast he's talking about, and then it's and up. then it's, and then he wants to talk about Hitler, so he comes on our our show. Those <laughs> uh, motherfuckers. Yep, bastard. This rat bastard. Well, all right. I guess um, we can end the show there this week, so you guys can get to doing whatever it is you need to do. I ain't doing nothing. I'm here to fuck a podcast. God so. damn. Yeah, I'm a, and, a new comics in the house. And Brian is too. Comics. Yeah. Comics. Fucking this isn't nerd. flip side. This isn't flip side, you fucking nerd. Yeah, Brian, this isn't the flip side. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's laughing. Because he's like, if it was, I'd still be on camera. Right? If this was flip side, I'd be taking it serious. I'd still be on camera. Tim says Brian has a new podcast, Hitler Facts with Brian. <laughs> we are thinking about playing that game. Did Hitler really say this? Yeah, and just giving Brian random Hitler quotes. <laughs> Fact or fake? Did Hitler say this? But all right, I guess um, this is a good place as any to to end the show this week. Um, I thank everyone who hung out with us tonight in the chat. Um, everybody thanks for showing up yeah if you had a good time tonight make sure to hit that like button let's get some uh some likes in those chats i'm seeing a bunch of people in here but no likes in the video so if you had a good time tonight hanging out and uh watching the show make sure to hit that like button if this is your first time watching us if you just stumbled in welcome and hit that like and subscribe button please come back next week yeah if you'd rather we're here every friday night 7 30 p.m ish ish Ish. depending on on my fucked up depending on technical issues um but if you want to listen to this podcast in audio form you can do it wherever uh, you get your podcast from podbean stitcher overcast itunes uh we're pretty much on them all so for the absolute for this week's episode of the absolute geek podcast i'm matt i'm kyle i'm jose and there's brian over there he's brian and we'll see you next